Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So we've been doing these bonus episodes on Sunday and today's episode is not going to be an episode with my husband because my heart is so full. We just wrapped up this epic five-day challenge with thousands of amazing human beings. It was called Here for This. It was all week last week. Maybe you were a part of it. And I did these five days of training and coaching and I thought, I want to put this as a bonus episode, I want to share with you one of the sessions that we did. Um, it was a really powerful one. We talked about money. We talked about how to break through some of the beliefs that really keep holding us back. And I also shared a meditation and some activities that I would encourage you to maybe go through while you're listening to this episode, if you're listening in a safe place where you're seated or after you listen to this episode. Um, but I think it might help you start moving through some of your roadblocks and Whatever's keeping you small, I think it might make you feel a big release. And if for some reason you didn't get to catch the five days of the training, uh, we're going to leave all of the replays up until Tuesday. And if you go to kathyheller.com slash replay, or you go to the link in the show notes, you can see all five days of what we did. And I would highly recommend doing it because it's free and it's really deep work. And I think you'll get so much out of it. It seems as though the 6,000 people who were part of the challenge are saying that they are so sad that it's over and they got so much more than they ever thought they would get from it. So I highly recommend go watch these um, sessions because there's a lot in there. I put a lot of time and energy into the trainings and you will learn so much about finding your purpose and how to turn that into your business and how to really get clear about some of this inner child work that might really need some of your time and attention and all the ways in which I think you can really be raising your vibration, breaking through, taking the wheel and really living life on your terms. So I say check it out. Go to kathyheller.com slash replay and you can catch up on all five days. Also, my coaching program is open for enrollment until Friday. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to madetodothis.com. But let's dive into this one session so that you can get a little preview. Here we go. Hi, everybody. Today is going to be one of my favorite uh, sessions that we do. I love today's training. Really, really excited for it. So can't wait to dive in with you guys. We are going to talk about money. We're going to talk about money mindset. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about why it's so important to understand money and to understand our relationship to money so that we can have more of it and so that we can allow ourselves with ease to bring that into our life. And it's so awesome. And I think it's something that's so important to look at. And I love that conversation. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of money. I'm a big fan of really understanding how we relate to it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that. Okay, so let's start with an exercise. Um, take out a pen. I have a couple of questions for you. And write this down. What am I ready to let go of? I think over the course of these few days, you may have come across some beliefs that don't serve you or some feelings about yourself that are sort of holding you back. Um, or even some you know, actual practical things that are getting in the way. What are you ready to let go of? What's not serving you anymore? What are you ready to let go of? Just write that down and just take a second and just see what comes up. Just close your eyes. You can breathe in and ask, ask the part of yourself that has so much wisdom, the part of yourself that is really your higher self, your truest self, your soul. Ask yourself, what am I ready to let go of? 
and see what wisdom comes to you and then write it down. And then I'm going to give you a few more questions and we're just going to do a little, we're just doing sort of like a little intake just to kind of check in, get a pulse. What am I ready to let go of? What's coming up? And you know, the growth never stops. At every point in my life, I could ask myself this question and there would be an answer. You know, it's never like, oh, that's it. I've arrived. All right, done. No, it's like we're always evolving and becoming kinder to ourselves and better versions of ourselves. We talked before a few days ago about how pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And boy, do these things really make us suffer. And I think sometimes we get really um, sort of comfortable in our suffering because as long as we have these fears that in a way they protect us from having to do something different because the doing something different maybe feels like on the other side of that, we'd have to surrender. We would have to possibly let go of what people are going to think and possibly let go of our relationship to failure. And by the way, I just want to say, I want you to change your relationship to failure. One, one thing I want you to do is I want you to look at it like this. Our job every single day is to really tune in and really get clear, what's my work today? And then our job is to make the choice to do the thing, whether it's like, this is my thing and I know it. So it's my job to build this business. It's my job to make this phone call. It's my job to carve out self-care. Like I know this is my work. And then we need to just do our work and let go of the outcome because we need to change our relationship to failure. And instead of looking at failure, like, well, I made the phone call and it didn't work, or I posted it and nobody liked it or whatever it is. I think that we have to look at it. Like the win is that you did the thing. The win is that you did the thing and you let God be in control of the results. You let the universe be in control of the results. Think about scientists, right? Imagine if a scientist went into a lab and they had a relationship to failure, which was, if I don't get it right, I'm an idiot. What's wrong with me? I can't sustain it. It would never work. But scientists actually look at failure completely differently. So when they go into the lab and it doesn't work, they go, awesome, I'm going to celebrate that. Now I know that doesn't work. Let's keep moving forward because it's just feedback. Failure is feedback. Rejection is just redirection. It's all a gift. It's an answer key. It's helping us. And also, the more you're failing, that shows that you are on your way to mastery. If you took off Fred Astaire's tap shoes, his feet are bloody and bruised because his relationship to his game is, I'm going to show up for this, as opposed to, I'm going to expect myself to be perfect on day one, and if I'm not, I'm out of here. He knows that he's going to put in the work. There's an amazing story about Andy Warhol where at one point his assistant found paintings that he did in the dumpster behind his uh, studio. And she started taking them out of the dumpster and he said, please don't do that. And she said, but I can't believe you're throwing these away. And he said, it's because I'm giving myself grace to become Andy Warhol. And I didn't expect every single painting to be Campbell's soup cans. I'm letting myself have a creative process 
as opposed to making a single painting and saying, this one better sell, this one better hang on the wall of the Smithsonian. That is not my journey. That's powerful, right? Like, really, I want you to change your relationship to failure and see it as though when you try, when you put in the effort, that's the win. One of our listeners, Kristen Miller, was on my show. She quit her job and within a year created $100,000 worth of revenue for herself. And she said, Kathy, the way that I did that is I made a list one through 25 at the beginning of every month. And every time I did something that failed, I put it on the list. And when I would get to 25, I would celebrate myself. Now, isn't that amazing? Completely changing the way you look at failure so that you're literally celebrating yourself and giving yourself a reward when you failed 25 times, because that is an absolute sure sign to tell you, you are showing up and you are becoming successful. And most successful entrepreneurs, they're constantly iterating. They're constantly doing that. And that courage and the way that they change their relationship to failure keeps them in the game. And it's incredible what what will happen if you give yourself the grace to just show up and do your part. Show up and do your part. Because I'll tell you what, it's all beta and it never ends. And you're constantly tweaking and testing. And for those of you saying, I still don't have clarity. Well, first of all, it's been three and a half days of this work. But also, I want you to know, clarity follows action. Clarity only follows action. This is it, right? It's in here. It's in the doing of it. Like, you've got to go do it. When you go looking for a wedding dress, you can't just think your way in it. you got to try on every dress, zip it all the way up, and you're like, huh, I didn't even like this one from the rack, but I really like the way it feels. Or when you're looking for your mate, you know, you're dating you can't just like theoretically look at someone on paper. You got to go on this date. You got to go on this date. You got to really try it on and go, I don't know why this person and me seems so opposite on paper, but it just works. You got to do the stuff because so many of the people who've gone through my program, so many of the people who've even been on our podcast have said, I was doing one thing and then I made a pivot. I'll give you another story. Jenna Fisher, who played Pam Beasley on The Office, she was on my podcast. She and I were talking about how to figure out your calling. And she said, look, she said, I knew from the, from a young age I wanted to be an actor. And I came out to L.A. And after six months, I had blown through my savings. And I eventually was able to, you know, get one little bite and then another little bite. And, and kind of like very early on, she was getting the validation that this was going to happen. Like she got a little co-starring role. Then she got a guest starring role. Then she got a pilot. And then that pilot didn't go. But she was the lead in that pilot. Like there was so much working. And she said, but she said, on the contrary, she said, my husband also, since he's a little kid, wanted to be an actor. And she said, but he, it didn't work that way. She said he came out to L.A. and it just wasn't green lights. Like it was it was a no. It just kept being no, 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 no. And he thought, well, how long am I going to give this? Like it's not I'm not getting a yes. Like the universe is not saying, yes, this is your thing. So eventually what happened was he was working on an indie project with some friends and they said, you know what, instead of you acting in it, why don't you write it and direct it? Because you're you're so great with writing and you're so you're so good at direction. And he said, OK, fine. And she said he had the humility to be willing to do some writing and directing and to pivot away from his dream, which was it has to look like this. I have to be an actor and she said, and it was a easy yes. And from that moment over, from that moment on, the movie did well. And then he was being asked constantly. And then his indie writing directing career just like blew up. And he became a really successful writer, director. 
And she said, we have to have the humility, right? Which is, we don't know. We don't know empirically what our thing is. And and oftentimes it's like, it's three things. I mean, for me personally, I thought this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move out to LA. I'm going to get a record deal. And what wound up happening was I got rejected and you guys don't know this part of the story, but then I was like, not going to take that. So I went to Atlantic and I had a bunch of meetings with Craig Kalman, who became like a good friend of mine. And he was like trying to advocate for me, but the A&R team didn't get behind it. And in the end they said no. And I was like, wow, it's really a no. Like I've now gotten my way to like two labels and it's a, it's a no. And eventually I found my work, right? Like I got to do this. I never would have dreamed 10 years ago that I would be hosting a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I never would have dreamed I would have written a book. I last time I had written anything was in my sophomore year of high school, you know, like you just don't know. But I think if you're willing to be humble and kind of follow the scavenger hunt, when you try things on, you're going to find out where the world wants you to serve. And that I think is so beautiful to give yourself the grace to try things and to sort of have that humility of God, universe, world. Like, I just want to serve. I just want to do the thing that the world really says, like, that's it. When you do that, like, all the lights turn on. It's like you hit the jackpot. Bing, 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 bing. That's it. That's it. You're right there. That's it. That's the spot. And as long as that's what you're searching for, you're definitely going to find it. It's when we get really precious and we get really, um, our egos take over and it's like, no, it has to look like this. It has to be like, like, how do we know? But when we try things, the clarity comes through the action. And I want you to understand that as well. Okay. Another question I want you to answer for me, you're going to write it down. What is the cost for holding on? Remember we said before, what am I ready to let go of? I want you to write this down. What is the cost for holding on to these things that are not serving you? Write that down for a second. And does anyone want to share? Again, you don't have to, but does anyone want to share? What is the cost for holding on? A sense of security. Yeah, that's true. Not living our life to the fullest potential. Not living your best life. Yeah. Staying stuck in the treading water place. Health and happiness. The cost is not serving others. Okay, so a lot of times um, the reason why we do meditations or visualizations is because the body responds really well to felt sense experiences. Again, very little happens up here. A lot happens in the feeling, in the taste, in the smell, in the presence. We have to be present in order for our body to actually in- integrate. And so when we close our eyes and when we drop in, we sometimes have a deeper shift. So if you guys are ready then let's do this together. Okay, so here we go. So we're going to close our eyes. I want you to do me a favor. And I want you to picture yourself five years in the future. Okay, it's 2025. And I want you to picture waking up, looking at yourself in the mirror five years from now, and you're still holding on. You're still holding on to those beliefs. I want you to feel that. Feel that feeling in your chest. Five years from now, nothing's changed. You didn't let that stuff go. You're looking in the mirror. I want you to think about this. Picture yourself five years from now, and I want you to ask yourself, how has that affected your health? How has holding on to those beliefs affected your relationships? How has that affected your life? Who did you never get to meet? because you held on to those beliefs? What experiences did you never get to have because you held on? 
Who got sick of it and left? What does it look like? And how are you feeling in your life holding on to that? And what hurts? And now I want you to picture that you go 10 years from now. So it's 2030 and you held on and you lied to yourself and you kept it. You kept lying to yourself. You kept telling yourself these things that aren't empirically true. You told yourself all these things that you're not enough, that you're not worthy, that there's nobody out there, that it's not possible. 10 more years of it. How has this affected your health? How has this affected your relationships? Who's no longer in your life? Who did you never get to meet? What experiences did you never get to have? What does it look like? Where are you standing? What's your life like? How does that feel? Feel that. Really, truly feel that. How does that feel to be in the same place with the same beliefs five and 10 years more? Okay, now we're going to turn it around. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Shake it out. Okay, now I want you to picture we're changing gears. I want you to picture five years from now and you let go of all those beliefs. What's different in your life? How's your health? How are your relationships? Who did you get to meet because you changed the way you believe? Who did you get to meet because you changed the way you think about yourself, because you changed the way you think about what's possible, because you took action, even though you were scared. Who did you get to meet? What experiences did you get to have because you had the courage to step back into the magic of living in alignment with that higher vibration? What did you get to do? How does that feel? What does your life look like right now? Feel that. And now I want you to picture it's 10 years from now, 2030. What's now happened? 10 full years of taking action, inspired action, being courageous, stepping out into alignment. Even though you're scared, you're doing it anyway. What's happened? Because you were humble and authentic and vulnerable and generous and you let yourself be messy. What's happened? How's your health? Who did you get to meet? What magic came in? What experiences did you get to have? What parts of the world did you get to see? What incredible human beings are you surrounded by? How's your relationship? How does that feel? Now I want you to go stand wherever you're living at that time, 10 years from now, in this beautiful, expansive place. I want you to stand in your living room and look through the picture window onto the outside of your home, wherever you're living. And I want you to start to see one by one the human beings whose lives you've touched, human beings who you've served with the work that you do, your art, your coaching, your yoga, your writing, your speaking, your courage. I want you to picture the people standing on your driveway, standing on the lawn, standing, filling up the street with their hands over their hearts, looking at you through that window, standing with such gratitude that you had the courage. And think about now the ripple effects of what your work 
did for them and how that affected the people in their lives and what permission you gave the people around you and those people because they saw you marching forward and playing at a higher vibration. Picture all those people. How does that feel to have affected all those people, to have served all those people? Feel that. Breathe into that and drop into some gratitude that you're standing there feeling that way. How does that feel to be so grateful that this is the way your reality is? And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. How does it feel? What is the cost of holding on to the BS? What is the cost? And I'm just curious, what was the most moving part of that for you? What is it? What's the most moving part? What felt the deepest picturing the expansion? What felt the deepest picturing the pain? What's coming up? What hit you the hardest? We are swimming in a reality because everything is energy. We are made of energy. The trees are made of energy. We're swirling in oneness and we create it. Everything is vibration. What we put out comes back, and this is just the truth. What we believe about ourselves, immediately everybody believes about us, and every single person who's been on my show, every single person I know who's making millions of dollars doing what they love, it's just that they had the courage. There are people right now less talented than you doing what you want to do simply because they gave themselves permission to do it, and that's it. And that's what's so incredible about it. It's courage and empathy. That's it. And what's amazing is our greatest gift to the world is our own self-realization. Because when you step into your courage, it changes your husband. It changes your kids. It changes your neighborhood. People start to feel that and they give themselves permission to go do something. You show them a new possibility. We're going to turn our conversation now to talk about money. And the thing is that we very much need to understand what we model for our own children. And by the way, based on everything we've talked about so far, I want you to understand a really important piece of research, which is the number one indicator that our children will not wind up feeling trauma or will not wind up having, you know, therapy bills, let's just say, is us doing our work on our own stuff. When we work through our own stuff, it's going to stop being passed down generation to generation. And that's why this is so important. So I want to tell you something. Money, it's really fascinating the way people look at money. It is the most fascinating thing in the world to me. And there's so many burdened beliefs. And again, we 100% are wired to take action based on those beliefs. So they might seem subtle and intangible, but they are very, very tangible and very, very real. So I want you to take out a pen and I want you to write down, when you were growing up, what was money in your house? And just write it down. Money was what? Stress, awesomeness, freedom, fun, a source of your parents fighting. Like what comes up? Money was. And then I want you to write down what money is now, right? Money is, and just some words. I want you to write five words for right now, how you see money. Money is what? Is it hard? Is it magic? Is it abundance? Is it a resource? Is it energy? 
Is it stress? Is it difficult? Is it your greatest nemesis? Let's talk about it for a second. Money was an argument. Money was abundant but spent quickly. Money is in short supply. Stress and fighting. Yes. This is most people's relationship to money. Let me see if I can do some work with you around this. Okay. I want you to write it down, but let's, let's really, let's really break through here today. Okay. If I say to you, how much money do you want to make this year? How much money do you want to make? Just write it down. How much money do you want to make this year? And I want you to write it down. How much money do you want to make this year? So I'll tell you, this is one of the hardest questions for people to answer because they will say things like just enough. I want just, that'd be great. Enough to feel relaxed. Enough, enough. The word enough comes up. Look at it. Look at it. Okay. I want to show you something about this. This is the garbage beliefs that we were fed. And I'm going to break through it right now with you. Okay. By the way, when it comes to stuff, we don't have to stay committed to our stuff. We can let it go. We can let it go. It takes courage, but we can let it go. We don't have to hold on to this for the next 400 years, okay? And give it to our children. Let me tell you about the word enough. Enough money to share. Enough, enough. It keeps coming up. Let me tell you about this word enough. Why on earth would you ever say, if I said to you, how much oxygen do you want? Let me ask you that. How much oxygen do you want? Do you want just enough oxygen? Or do you want plenty of oxygen? Let me ask you this question. How much water do you want this year? You want just enough water? If I ask you that, how much water would you like? Would you say just enough water? Just enough water to take a shower once a week is fine. And to clean my dishes, just enough water, that's fine. Why don't we do that with water? Why don't we do that with oxygen? Money is a resource. Money is a resource, just like oxygen, just like water. I'll tell you why we do it. Because we have tremendous amounts of shame. We've been conditioned to feel shame. We've been conditioned to feel shame and it's disgusting. Why should you feel shame around having a resource? I feel guilty. I have too much water. I have too much oxygen. I feel guilty about it. Why on earth would you feel that way? Unless your relationship to money is poisoned. Money is just a resource. It says in the Talmud that money is like a garden, okay? If water falls on weeds, the weeds grow. If water falls on roses, roses grow. Money is a neutral tool. Whoever has it, whatever they are inherently will grow. When was the last time that you thought about Oprah and you thought, what a disgusting person? When was the last time you thought that? Or did you think, what a gorgeous person? Well, the last time I checked, she's one of the richest people that's ever lived. You get to become a custodian for money. You get to ask God to give you the clarity of how to spend it. It's not mutually exclusive. It's not, I get to be a nice person or I get to have money. If I have money, I'll become a jerk. I'll become superficial. Who says so? We live in Beverly Hills and I've met so many people who are really like wealthy. I don't just mean like wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. Like I've never, like I can't even like wrap my head around. They're the kindest, most down to earth human beings. Their kids are kind. They donate hospitals and they're saving the world, okay? And yes, there's also wealthy people. I can think of a few who are not nice. Now let's go to poor people. 
I know a few poor people who are really kind. I know one family who is so poor, they had no money, they had 10 kids, they were like salt of the earth, and I come into this woman's dilapidated house, and she offers me dinner. So poor, so kind. And I can think of a lot of poor people who are not kind. It is not mutually exclusive. It is not. In fact, what's fascinating is that the further up you go in terms of how much people allow themselves to receive, how much work people have done to serve the world, Howard Schultz, who is worth, I think he makes like three and a half billion dollars. He's one of the kindest, most humble people I've ever met. He created Starbucks. He grew up in public housing. He grew up on welfare. He built Starbucks. He's one of the kindest, most generous, most humble people I've ever met. And Bill Gates's father helped him when he was like early, early in his business. And it's an amazing story. And Bill Gates Sr. never told Bill Gates what he did for Howard. And they discussed that at a dinner they were at together at Microsoft. And Bill Gates said, I can't believe my father went to the grave, never told me that he helped you. And Howard said, well, that's humility. He never walked past a Starbucks and said, you know, I helped Howard Schultz when he was first starting out. And the story is amazing. It's an amazing story. I don't have time to get into it today, but it's an amazing story. So money is an incredible resource. And people will tell you so much garbage about money because they have so much shame. Because at the end of the day, what I find is that the deep, 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 deeper down you go, people don't believe they're worthy of it. Who am I to feel that much joy? There's a deeper belief underneath the beliefs about money, which is I'm not allowed. Other people maybe are worthy of having expansion and joy, but not me. I don't deserve it. We live the lives we believe we deserve. So it goes deeper. And so what we do is we shame the people who have money because we then want to not take responsibility for the fact that it has so much to do. Net worth has so much to do with self-worth. So much to do with it. So money is an incredible blessing. Just like every resource. When I was nine years old, we went to Denver and I remember playing tennis on the top of the Hyatt Hotel and there was just enough oxygen. Who wants that feeling of just enough oxygen? <gasps> the altitude. No, you want to, ah, lots of oxygen, right? Lots of water, lots of money. Beautiful. People say all the time, money doesn't buy happiness. They're dead wrong. That's all money buys. It's the only thing it does. Why? Because it gives you your freedom. Because the more of it you have, the more you get to spend your time doing what you want. I'm telling you what, working for $40,000 a year is not working smart. It's exhausting. And you don't really get to serve the world when you have to spend all those hours standing on your feet, building someone else's dream, being a cog in someone else's wheel. No. But when you work smart, when you raise your vibration, when you put the crown on your head, when you go into the world and you offer value to the world, you are sitting on a gold mine. We exchange value for value. Money is a story we made up. We took paper and we put stories on it, $10. This is a story that says a story of $50, $100, $1,000. We exchange it for value. The more value we realize we have to offer, we exchange our value for that. You have much more value to offer than being a cog in a wheel, in a machine 
that technology could replace you. Like you don't need to be doing that. You have so many gifts inside of you. And this is the new paradigm. This is definitely a different way because most of our parents and their parents, they meant well, but they didn't have a lot of self-worth. So they teach us don't get hurt, play by the rules, you know, keep it small, sit, sit over here. You're just here to sort of build other people's things, right? So I want you to look at this. Jen Sincero wrote a book called You Are a Badass. It's an amazing book. And Jen, she was living in a garage eating cans of tuna fish at the age of 40 and finally realized, you know what? Maybe I should stop rolling my eyes at self-help and I should look at my beliefs around money because I'm so sick of starving. And she wound up becoming a multimillionaire because she realized that she had these beliefs, which were... I'm an artist. She was a musician. She was a writer. And she had these ideas that if she was a really good artist, she should be starving because people who have money, they're not good artists. They're sellouts or they're superficial or they have no depth. What the heck is that? What is that about? Last time I checked, Steven Spielberg is very, very wealthy, right? Like we don't need to look at it this way, but we do. And so we want to really understand what that is. And I want to build on this with you more. And I want to talk to you more about sales and marketing, because again, the reason we don't start our own businesses is because we have all these beliefs around money, asking people for money, charging people for things, when we really don't understand what sales is. Sales is not convincing someone to buy something. Like we talked about yesterday, sales is really understanding what someone needs and building it and saying, here it is. People have no problem going to Whole Foods and spending extra money on things that are more valuable because they're organic. We don't sell price. We don't try to undersell and underprice because we're selling people on price. We want to sell value. So it doesn't matter when somebody wants the value, they don't care what it costs. Ramit Sethi is amazing. He wrote a book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He went to Stanford. He comes, he comes from immigrant parents and their beliefs around money were very challenging for him. And when he got to Stanford, he had a professor who said, why would you pay less? Listen to me good. Why would you ever pay less when you can pay more? And he said, I don't understand. And he said, if you knew that it was available where you could buy furniture that costs more, why would you buy the furniture that costs less? Because you know you're throwing money away if you buy the furniture that's going to last you for six months versus paying a little more and you're actually getting the thing that lasts. Why would you pay less when you have the option to pay more? It's about the value. So I want you to understand, again, we have to change the way we look at what's real here. There's 7 billion plus people in the world. Two and a half billion of those people are online. Of those two and a half billion... Most of those people spend money on things that they find valuable. So the clients are there. The money is there. But we get really stuck because we think, I don't know. I don't always spend the, the money on things that are valuable. Well, in life, we either pay with time or money. We got to pick which way. Some people, the people who you want to serve are people who say, I value my time more than my money. I'd rather pay then waste my time, right? So I'd rather pay because this is going to actually last or this is going to actually help me or this is going to actually serve and it's going to change the way I live my life and change the way I get my needs met and it's more valuable to me than, than this. I'd yes, I'd rather trade money for something that's more valuable. 
you don't have to serve the lowest common denominator, people who are not interested in value. You serve the people who are, and then you need literally a handful of those people to build a beautiful business. When Candace Nelson was on my podcast, Candace Nelson started Sprinkles Cupcakes. And she said, I had this crazy idea that I was going to sell a cupcake for $6. And people said, Candace, cupcakes sell for 75 cents in the grocery store. And she said, I know, but I want to make a high-end, gorgeous cupcake. Well, she was the first person who did that. And then so many other bakeries were just cupcakeries. She then started a show called Sugar Rush on Netflix, which my kids are obsessed with. The line is always around the block. Now with the pandemic, not as much. But since she opened that store, the line is around the block. She doesn't have to serve everybody. She doesn't have to serve the people who want 75 cent cupcakes and they don't care what it tastes like. She wanted to serve the person who, who she said, but this isn't just a cupcake off the shelf at the grocery store. This is an amazing cupcake and the quality of the ingredients and the way that it looks. It's like a designer cupcake. And people were like, I got it. Same thing with Starbucks. Some people were like, I'm all in. I like the experience of it. I like that it's not sitting in a restaurant and I can order coffee, but I could also order pie. I like that it's just a specialty. It's just coffees and they make them in all these different ways and I want it, right? So there's so much I want to teach you about how do we raise our rates and how do we worry more about making something that's quality, whether it's a class, whether it's a product, whether it's anything, that's our job. But all of our beliefs around money sometimes really, really get in the way because we don't really believe we deserve it. And therefore, we don't really believe that other people have it and no one really would pay me for it. And none of that's true. And that's why I like doing that meditation with you. Where will you be if you hold on to that? Honestly, I feel like the more money I've made, I've only become more generous and it's only allowed me to help more people and to do more good things in the world. I love that when I see somebody put a GoFundMe thing on Facebook for someone I don't even know, I'm able to anonymously send this stranger who's telling the story that they're struggling with something, just send him a few thousand dollars. I love that I'm able to host things for my kid's school. I love that we can just be that person who's hosting events here. And it feels amazing. It's such a gift. But it's, in it's interesting because there was a time where people would say, how much money do you want to make? And I would say, just, if I could just make, just... And now I'm like, wow, well, we're at like six, seven million. It'd be cool to make 10, 15 more million, right? Like, what can I do? Like, we're at six million. So what do you do? What would I be able to do? What would I be able to expand to? I'll tell you what, my kids are really used to five-star hotels. They're very different than four-star. They're not even the same universe. It's not like four-star and five. No, it's like four and then five. It's a completely different life. And it's there for you if you can let go of the shame. Who would I be? I mean... Who are you to not have it? There's actually an amazing line in the Talmud that says that the very first question God asks you when you go to heaven is to answer for all the blessing that was put in the world that you did not allow yourself to taste. What's the shame in eating beautiful food, in being able to see the most beautiful places in the world? Why does that make you bad? Really look at that. What's in there? Why do we have so much shame around receiving and having? And if we were really receiving, here's the thing. How much more time could we spend giving what we're supposed to give to the world if we didn't have to have this day job for 10 hours a day that pays us very little in exchange for the best years of our life? How much more of ourselves could we give to the world? There's so much more 
that I want to get into with you. <laughs> but one thing that I also want to do, people were DMing me last night and saying, Kathy, tell me about your program, tell me about your program. So I will just tell you super simple, okay? I don't sell courses, not my thing. Not my thing. You know why? Because I'm not going to, I know myself. I know that if I'm going to buy a bunch of videos, they're just going to sit on my desktop. So I'm not doing it. So instead, I don't sell courses. I sell high touch programs. So this program made to do this is a 12 week coaching program. Every single week coaching, right? We get on Zoom video and we work through this stuff step by step. And over the course of 12 weeks, we put you through it's basically like a six, seven step method, which helps you identify your thing. And then we start to give you the steps, the actual action steps to take. So you're not flailing around and we say, now go and do this. And then here's the beautiful part. We do implementation sessions every week. So there's going to be curriculum, live teaching, live class. It's like a, basically like a, it's live as if you were in a college class, except it's on zoom, not on Facebook groups. We're in zoom so we can see each other, hear each other. So there's curriculum and my integrator, Angela, who's been with me for so long, who she and I go step by step through like, here's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to build this thing. You're going to talk to your customer. You're going to ask them what they want. Here's a Google form. You're then going to get the data back. You're going to start looking at your offer. What's your offer going to be? What are you going to price it at? We're going to go through this. And specifically right now, because of the pivot of the pandemic, we want to teach you how to create sustainable, thriving, gorgeous online businesses, whether you're creating courses or memberships, or you're creating a podcast or service-based packages. There's so much that you can do with your art, with your music, with your love of hand lettering. So much of this creativity can be streamlined into the different kinds of things that are available online. So you can be pandemic proof. So that's what the program is. So every single week you're going to be giving curriculum. Then you're going to be having a live through Zoom implementation because to me, it's not information. You don't need a longer to-do list. You need a to-done list. You need to implement. You need to actually get the stuff done. So every single week there's curriculum and then there's coaching. There's implementation live together. I'm going to be like, all right, here's the homework. You've got 20 minutes. Let's do this. Now you got another 20 minutes. It's like a 90 minute session where we get a bunch of stuff done. Plus you've got your curriculum every single week. Then in addition, we have expert sessions. Okay. There's going to be an expert session on how do you sell products online? Allison Prince is one of the best. She's a multimillionaire and a mom and she's awesome. And she did a great episode on my show. She's coming in to do an expert session. If you want to sell products online, how do you do that in a way where it actually really works and you create the story because it's story selling. We're also doing a class with Ali Kazaza who's talking about tiny courses. If you do want to be teaching things and you're not ready to be doing a higher touch program, how do you create something that works? You should listen to her story. Ali was living like literally below the poverty line, creating an incredible seven figure world, teaching moms how to be organized and all of the stuff. She has an incredible podcast, credible platform. So she'll be there doing an expert session. And then Emma Mumford will be with us. And Emma she is like the queen of understanding how to do affiliates because very often you might be the person who's like, God, I wish I could create something online, but I don't know what I could do, but oh my God, I could shine a light on these other people. I have a friend who started a podcast and decided, you know what? I don't have enough listeners to have a sponsor, but I really love this one nutrition school that I took some classes at. So she called up and said, if I referred you people, would you give me a commit, a little affiliate fee? And they said, yeah, for everybody you send our way, we'll give you a thousand bucks. And because of that affiliate, she had 300 people in a year sign up for this little online program they had. And she made $300,000 being an affiliate for this school. And that's like 
a very specific thing. There's all kinds of ways to do affiliate stuff, which you might actually really like, right? So Emma's going to come on and talk about that. In addition, in the program, we have all of these incredible coaches and mentors who are my, these, this is my crew. And so every one of you gets assigned a coach, a mentor, and you get these two Zoom calls. And so there, you get put in these smaller groups and you will have that time. In addition to that, we put everybody into a small accountability pod and you will be meeting with your pod every single week. So it's very high touch. It is not here. Here's some videos. Have fun. It's not that at all. If you guys are really serious and you're like, you know what? I've just had it. Like, I just don't want to be here in the same place in 12 weeks. And I kind of think of it like if we don't have the time now when we've been given this big like pause, if we don't have the time now to stop and to really evaluate what do I really want? What really is essential? Like when will we ever have the time? So it is truly an honor. And I will tell you this and my students know this. This program was supposed to be this time around. We had already decided that this program was going to be double what it is. And we decided as a team that we were going to keep it at what we have it at because of the pandemic. But there's always a market value for things, right? Like this candle, these beautiful Voluspa candles, there's a market price for this candle versus like a, a cheap candle you would find at Rite Aid, right? This candle is expensive. The way that I do coaching, the way that we are charging for it is not market value. Let's put it that way. But I figured during this pandemic, I, I checked in and I said to myself, it feels good to me to create it this way so that as many people as possible can be a part of it. Now, we don't take everybody. It's a limited amount of space because we don't take thousands of people. It's not like B-School where it's like, if 15,000 people enroll, it's like awesome. It's like, no, it's high touch. We're not gonna be creating a space for thousands of people. So if you wanna get in, get in. Enrollment opens today. It'll be open through next week. And I'm telling you guys, this is just my work. You know what I mean? Like, this is my thing. And I am at a place where I feel morally obligated to do everything I can to help you into this because I do see it. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that this will completely change your life. And I know that you will not be in the same place 12 weeks from now. If you want an insurance policy that you won't be spinning your wheels and you will have a breakthrough and you will have an up level and you will figure this out and break through your resistance and you will start your thing that could really sustain your family I would definitely take a look. You can go to madetodothis.com to sign up, and I'm super excited. But I will also tell you, just like I want to teach you, we don't want everybody in this program. I don't. I really value my time, and I really value the people in this program. And I want people in this program who are really brave and good-hearted and willing to do the work. And I don't want people who are in this for the wrong reason. I want people in this who want to create something purpose-driven, you know, if you just want to like make a quick buck, that's not what I teach. This is holistic work. And so I don't want every single person to be in this program. And I also, I, I made this five day challenge so that you would get so much out of this. And some of you are going to be like, Kathy, I got it. I got so much. I don't need anything else. And I'm going to be like, amazing. That's why I poured my heart into this. But for some of you, you're going to say, I know myself. And I already got so much out of this and I want to actually be on Zoom week after week. I want a coach. I want a mentor. I want the steps and I want to do this. And I can only imagine if this is what she's giving from her heart. If I'm with her for 12 weeks, maybe it will make an impact. And I would say that's probably a good guess. But for some of you, you're going to be like, Kathy, you're not my person. And that's okay too. 
And I know that you'll find your person because there's an abundance. There's room for you. That's how much room there is. There's room for all of us. And there's room for you to find other people who you think, this person's more my speed. Awesome. That's great. There's so many people. But I would say, find a thing. Like, if you're not going to work with me, find a thing. Because I'm telling you what, I had James Clear on my podcast. He wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And I said to him, when you wrote the book and you look back, what's the number one most important habit that will help people really change their life? And he said, you know what? When people used to ask me that, Kathy, I just couldn't answer it. He said, but now I know what the number one habit is that would change everything else. I said, ooh, what is it? He said, it's who you spend time with. And I said, oh my God. I was like a mic drop. He said, because who you spend time with dictates how you see the world. Who you spend time with, it rubs off on you. It becomes your culture. It becomes your lenses. And you gotta be super deliberate about who you put around you. And I was like, oh my God, that's fascinating. And it's what we talked about with the Alex Benayan thing about standing in the first line or going for it and like going through the third door. You got to put yourself in an environment where you are around the people who can really see clearly who you are and what is possible. And for me, you guys, since I'm 15, I 100% can tell you it's the money I've invested in therapy, coaches, personal development, retreats. It's constant for me. I'm obsessed with it. I beg people. I find somebody that I think for whatever reason changes my vibration and I'm like, you got to make time for me. Because when I get into that frequency, you see, you know what harmony is? There's resonance. If you are playing with instruments, you'll notice that they try to find a resonance where they sort of go together in the same, in the same frequency. And that's when they, they, they go into harmony, right? Like you, you hear choral groups and they start off and it's a little pitchy and then they kind of find the note, right? They find the note. When you're with people who are elevated in the way that they see themselves and the way they see the world, you start to go and you rise. And that is worth every penny. And I can tell you one of the most beautiful, beautiful pieces that I, I'm so proud of, truly and truly, is that the programs that I create, the, the way that I facilitate programs, the people who are part of it, they become the best friends they've ever had. And we don't let each other play small. And we, we make it super clear what we see in one another. And people will rise and they will break through. And I think it's just, you just have to know yourself. Like it comes a time where you look back at that seven-year-old picture of yourself and you go, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of telling her she's not enough. I'm so tired. She can't take it anymore. She's had enough. Like, give her a break. Like, give her a break. Like, let her have one moment where she, like, gets to feel like she was put here for a reason and she has magic inside. Like, I've had it. But you know what, you guys? There are times where you're talking to someone and they're no matter what you say, they're not ready to quit smoking. They're just not. And that's also okay. I have a lot of compassion for that. But this program... It's one of the greatest things I've ever felt called to do, and it's one of the greatest privileges of my life to do this program. It's called Made to Do This. You can sign up, and the cost of the program is $289 a month. It's a joke. Like, I should be saying $895 a month. I should be saying $1,500 a month. I have incredible friends who are amazing, whose programs are $1,500 a month for coaching. I'm talking like coaching. So we created it that way so that there would be a, so it's a three month program, but we made a payment plan of 289 a month so that people could say, come on, let me be honest with myself. Do I ever spend $289 a month on things on Amazon? I don't really, really need, could I spend it on this? Or could I join this program and really look at my plan and create a business 
and change my whole way of building things? And could I make back my investment times 10, times 20? And thank God we've had so many people go through this program who have. We just did an episode and Sadie Simper said, I can't believe I started the program. My husband lost his job. And then I made $10,000 with my work. And Stephanie Gass, I just coached her and she called me three days later and she said, I just had a $27,000 launch and I can't believe it. And she's such a blessing. And I said, of course you should have that because what you do for people is unbelievably special. It's all self-permission. It's all courage. But um, I shared that with you because I've been getting so many messages truly. And I thought it's time for me to share that with you because it's not nice to not answer you. All right. Thank you for staying with me. Love you guys. And we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, I hope that opened your eyes to some of your beliefs around money. Thank you guys for listening. I know you are incredibly busy and it means so much that you take the time to be here. Do you feel like this show is bringing you value? Do you feel like this show is adding to your life? If so, then I would love it if you subscribe to the show and if you share it with a friend. Uh, we're doing another star giveaway this month. All you've got to do is subscribe to the show tag a friend in an Instagram post about this podcast and then leave a review. And if you leave a review, just take a screenshot of your review and email it to us at hello at don't keep your day job with the subject line star and we'll get you entered into the giveaway. We'll be giving away a scholarship to my program as well as um, some adorable swag. So go ahead and get in on that because it's a huge, huge value. Also, like I said, if you want to catch up on all the replays, you can go to kathyheller.com slash replay because the content will be coming down on Tuesday, but you have a few more days where you can catch up. If you like this session, you can watch the four other sessions. It's free. It was five days of content and I think you guys will really enjoy it. So go ahead and do that. And if you want to join my 12-week coaching program, enrollment is open now until Friday and it really is extraordinary. I, I'm saying that because I show up for it. I am 100% invested in it. I will be live with you in the coaching program every week on Zoom video calls. Um, in addition to that, we have expert sessions. In addition to that, every single one of you gets assigned a coach and you will be having Zoom meetings with your coach in addition to your meetings with me, as well as every single week there is curriculum. We will be walking you through step-by-step what you need to do so that by the end of the program, you will have your business. You will be off the ground. You will have validated it. You will be doing things you won't believe were possible. Some of the members of our last program during the pandemic were launching businesses. Sadie, as you heard last week, made $10,000. Stephanie made $27,000. Ashley made $6,000. These are not just three stories. Like we have dozens and dozens of stories of people in this program who felt like they had exactly what they needed, the support, the coaching, the, the recipe in order to once and for all be in a different place. And if you want to be in a completely different place in 12 weeks, if you want to feel as though you have leveled up and you now have the keys to stop spinning your wheels and to have that freedom where you don't have to worry about what's going to happen with the economy because you will be busy working for yourself. I would highly recommend checking it out. You can go to madetodothis.com. And if you have any questions at all about the program or you're on the fence or you're, you have any kind of doubts or anything you want to talk to us about, you can just email us hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And me and my team are here to answer your questions. Um, I will leave you guys with a song of mine and we will have another one of our regular episodes tomorrow. So that's going to be awesome. Stay tuned for that. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. Maybe I lost some battles and my cage got rattled, but now I'm before. 